Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats, and we got a lot of good stuff for you. Making a statement. Alex is going to give me a statement, and I'm going to say whether it's true or whether it's not. Things that make you go, hmm, is coming up as well. This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. A high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. It is Friday, which means this is the end of the, the work week. That's always a good thing. But baseball keeps on going through the entire weekend. Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And Alex, one fun thing we do on Friday episodes that we'll do at the end is yeah. top series to watch at during the weekend. So the best series that we're about to watch. So uh, we, got a, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. And one thing we'll get to, I think, in a few minutes. Yeah is something that's taking over the baseball world by storm and it's celebrations. Oh, I love it so much. And the celebrations in dugouts when you hit homers. So we got to do a top three home run celebrations from teams, which is not easy to, to put together, but we'll talk about that too. I love how creative they're getting, right? Because we saw this in the NFL a couple of years ago. There was finally these like touchdown yeah, celebrations. When they, yeah. Yep. And now it's kind of – bleeding over into baseball and players are having fun with it. They have like certain team celebrations, individual celebrations. They're getting creative and it's fun. It's, it's a celebration week. It is. is Alex, it wait, is. wait a second. Yeah. Here. This is a big, not just week. Today's yeah. a big day for you in the Curry family. Yeah. My youngest sister, Samantha is getting married wow. later this afternoon to her soon to be husband, Marcos. And yeah, it's, there's big. four. I'm the oldest of four girls. She's the youngest. We're all within six years, and she's gonna be the second Curry girl off the market. Are you the um, what do they call it? The the maid of honor? No, no, my sister is. Okay. So there's four of us, and we kind of like pair off. So the two olders. But you're like, in we'll the be, wedding. I think so. I, it's, it's, <laughs> what, what is, it's, we have rehearsal in a couple hours. So like, I don't know. We'll figure Wait it out. Wait a second. The she's not, it's not traditional, so she doesn't have bridesmaids. Well, I got that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of more of like an elopement. Like, there, there's no bridesmaids. Um, I was told at one point I might be a flower girl, which, like, I haven't been one since I was, like, two, so bring it on. I, I've been, like, practicing, like, my flower So tosses. Monday Monday we'll get details <laughs> oh, of yeah. what in the oh, world happened yeah. at this wedding. Okay, good, good. It's going to be fun. Great. All right, we got a good... We got a good show today. Yeah. So we'll start with making a statement. I love this. Where you're going to give me a bunch of statements. Yep. And they're either I either agree yeah. or don't agree. We got four statements here. Okay. Are you ready for the first one? Yeah. It's let's a bold do it. statement. Okay. All right. Statement number one. Pete Alonso will have more home runs than Aaron Judge this year. Mm. Mm. Is there a new king in New York? So as we as we speak Pete Alonso leads Major League Baseball in home runs. Yep. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's true. Ooh, and this is it's a yeah, hot take. Is, it is. I think there's a world in which Judge leads the American League and Alonzo leads the National League. But let's not. I think people just gloss over the amount of home runs that Pete Alonzo has hit since he's come into the league, and that that span since he since Pete Alonzo has come into the league, nobody has hit more home runs than him. And obviously wow. judge last year with the highest home run total from last year. But Pete Alonzo is the epitome of a home run hitter. I love that. And I think, yeah, I think Pete Alonzo will lead Major League Baseball in home runs this year. He hadn't even really gotten hot, and he leads Major League Baseball. And there was a point in which pretty much every home run, every hit he had this season was a homer. But it feels like he's starting to heat up, and he's already – I'll say yeah. Yeah, he's locked in. Yeah, he is. I, I would love to see a good battle for New York, right? Yankees have always been the team, but the Mets, they had a huge offseason. They got the guys. They got the arms. We might have a new king in New York City. Mm. I don't know how Yankee fans are going to feel about that. It's close. Mm. You know, yeah. we, we need a we need a Subway series. Not like a regular season series. We need another Subway series for the World Series. Ooh. I mean, the teams have – the star power is, yeah. like, there. It's possible. It would be cool. It would be, be real great. cool. All right. Well, uh, speaking of the Yankees, our next making a statement, Garrett Cole will win the AL Cy Young. <sighs> yeah. He's started off great. I'm going to say I'm going to say this is not true. I'm going to say yeah. I think I have there's, a feeling. Th there's a lot of names involved here that could win it. That's point number one, right? The AL Cy Young Award is going to have probably 10 names in contention throughout the entire season. I really think Shohei Otani can yeah. win the AL Cy Young Award this year. Let's talk about it. Three starts into the year, three starts, 19 innings pitched, 24 strikeouts, only six hits given up, and one run. In his three starts, one earned run, one run total has been given up. He's been dominating. I really think Shohei can win the award. I think there are other names as well that – are, are off to a good start that potentially could. So it's not for like, I'm not saying this because Garrett Cole can't win it. It's just because there are other names pitching equally as well. And many names that will be in contention and seeing him on the mound this year. I don't think Shohei has been as good as he can be by any means. And, and numbers wise, that sounds crazy to say, right? 19 innings, only one run given up, but you watch his games and it feels like right now He's having to figure it out and then settle into outings, which he's done. But he hasn't yet really had that start where he's dominant from the very beginning. And you have to know that's coming. I think he's only going to continue to get better and better. And I really do believe that there's a chance Shohei wins the Cy Young Award. There's a chance uh, my preseason prediction, Framber Valdez, can win the Cy Young Award, who has been great. Sure, there's a chance Garrett does. He's been great as well. But man, it's the AL Cy Young Award is going to have some competition this year. Yeah, I don't think Yankee fans are going to be very happy with you today, Benjamin. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our third making a statement. The NL West will have three playoff teams. The Dodgers, the Padres, the D-backs. So, Alex, you know I'm a big Diamondbacks guy. Yeah. So let's just, for the sake of argument, assume – you got to imagine the Diamondbacks and Padres are getting in. So the Dodgers are – no, I'm just kidding. The Dodgers uh -huh. and Padres, we can – Assume? I will say the the Dodgers, I mean, do they look like a surefire playoff team right now? They don't. But for sake of argument, let's assume Dodgers and Padres both get in. My prediction of the division winner was the Padres. I'm feeling good about that. And I also predicted that the Dodgers would get in. And I, I, I think they will get in. I think the Diamondbacks get in the playoffs. You were I so do. high on the Diamondbacks I, right I, I don't know if it's just like me wanting. Like, are you blinded by like Corbin Love? MVP CC. Yeah. MVP Corbin Carroll. Okay. Yeah, Not yeah, this yeah. year, yeah. but in a year in his career, Corbin blinded Carroll. By the Corbin light. Carroll will win yeah. an, an MVP award. Okay. Mark it. All right. Um. So this is a two-part answer. Okay. The Phillies. Mm. are struggling. <laughs> the Phillies are, are struggling, and there are real concerns with the Phillies. And it's not the offense, though the offense hasn't been firing on all cylinders yet. It's the pitching. It's the bullpen. It's the depth in the rotation outside of Wheeler and Nola. And when is Suarez going to come back? It's the depth there. And then relying on a bullpen of – Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado and Craig Kimbrell, which really worries me. So I do believe that my Diamondbacks can get in the playoffs. <laughs> Dream big. Snake, snakes. No, you can't say snakes up. What could you do? <laughs> Diamondbacks. I Playoff team. <laughs> Please watch this. <laughs> Please watch this just so you could, could see and understand what was just happening oh, right God. there. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to our final okay. making a statement. By 2025, Major League Baseball will have more teams. So this is pertinent right now because yeah. we've seen over the last couple of days, conversations have come about for – an expansion team progressing in Utah. And we've heard a lot about Nashville and Vegas and perhaps going back to Montreal. There has been a lot of talks about expansion in Major League Baseball. Now, 2025 is soon. Yeah. That's two years away by my math. I'm going to say no. Okay. I think – here's what I think. I think the original goal was to have two expansion teams by 2025. And I think COVID and everything that happened in the world yeah. and in the baseball world pushed everything back a little bit. I think we're looking at around 2027 as seeing expansion teams. And I don't like that year because I wish it were an even year. You know, that's just my OCD brain. Okay. Like one, I wish yeah. it were 2025 or 2030 or maybe 2028. That sounds better. Okay. 2027 is like an odd year. And it just, I, maybe I'm just going off on a tangent here. Like I'm the kind of guy, 
I turn on the radio and I need to make sure the radio is set to an even number. I am the same. I do, even the, the, the TV, it has to be on an even number when I'm turning the volume up and down. I have the same OCD. I've gotten so bad. Oh. I don't even like um, numbers that are – like I don't like 34 – Oh. Because it's close to the five. Okay. I like 32 because that's my, well, my number was 32. Plenty. Okay. So I like that. You know, like I don't like the 36 because it's close to 35. Those sort of things. But your birthday's what, 31st? My birthday's the 31st. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm 27. Like mine's on 27. So both of our, it's funny, both of our birthdays are odd and we were like so obsessed with even numbers. I was number 16 growing up playing every sport. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, That's well, funny. there you have it. Yeah. What was this question about? Oh, the <laughs> expansion, expansion team. team. I don't think it happens by 2025. I think it happens by 2027 would okay. be my best My guess. question here, though, is, like, does it have to be two? Like, do you have to have, like, a team in the American League and the National League? Because I remember when I was working for the Kings NHL team, and they had the Vegas expansion team, and basically you're able to pull – a player you have to make like a certain amount of players on your team available for the expansion team to yeah. steal and it has to be a good player and a low player and every player is put in a different like category and cast so that is the craziest part so of an expansion team happening. like that's the craziest part like the team gets to go do 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 okay i will take this player from this team this player from this team and because you choose who you want to hold on to who are safe and then you have to make a big pool available and then the teams get to pick it's crazy I am so excited about the thought of expansion and I want expansion and the fact that, and, and to answer your question, I don't, I think it will be two teams. Yeah. Hockey forever had, I think it, it was like 31 or 29. They were on an odd number forever. They recently, I think, yeah. figured it out. They're at an even number now. The thought of expansion in baseball makes me so happy because just think about it. Like, you're going to have a, a draft of players yeah. that are going to this brand new team. Imagine it happening in two years for the sake of argument or four years. When I think 2027, Justin's contract with the Mets is up. He's sitting at 43, 44 years old, still pitching. Well, he wants to pitch until he's at least 45. And imagine there's a new expansion team in new Orleans and the new Orleans, new Orleans, um, Mardi Gras? That's no. Oh. The New Orleans um, funnel cakes. I don't know why that came to mind. Beignets. The, the New Orleans beignets. There you go. Draft Justin to play. And for the last couple of years of Justin's career, he pitches for the New Orleans beignets. <laughs> the thought of that is. Ben, my, yay. I need that. <laughs> I need that to happen. Um, no by 2025. Yes by 2027 is my answer. All right. I love it. We're wrapping this one up. And we're moving on. We mentioned it at the top of the show. Celebrations yes. are back in a huge way in Major League Baseball. We're seeing it kind of like across all sports, and it's finally made its way to Major League Baseball. So we're going to have a top three home run celebration list, and we're going to start with number three, Ben, the Pirates' sword. It just sounds great. Rolling yeah. off the tongue, right? The Pirates, they have a sword when they hit a home run. It's Perfect. You come in the dugout, you're given this legitimate, well, I don't know if it's legitimate. I doubt it's like this super sharp <laughs> sword, but you're given this sword. And guys, I mean, if you're watching, you can see G-Man Choi just holding it up with like he's a actual pirate. And Brian Reynolds has pulled it out. And you have these guys taking the sword out of the sheath and like pretending to, it's great. I love it. 
Pirates sort at number three. I must add, this list was so impossible to put together Mm -hmm. because there are so many good ones. But I'm going to try my best. Pirates sort at number three. All right. Moving on to number two. I laughed out loud when I saw this. The Orioles home run funnel, a.k.a. a beer bong. A.k.a. That's what, in college. A.k.a. the dong bong. (laughs) Which they had to clearly specify afterwards that we can't allow this to be called the dong bong. (laughs) (laughs) Alex. (laughs) Yes. She lost it. It's a rarity, but when it happens, it's gold. Ooh. Uh, okay, we're back. So they're um, calling it the home run funnel. Home run funnel. That's No, that's not what it is. What is it? It's a beer bong. It's a dong bong. <laughs> uh, it's great. So I also need to mention this because I, we needed to make this the home run celebration, but the, the Orioles do something on doubles and triples. Well, it's actually – let me explain everything here. After singles, the team, like, turns on the the hose yeah. the nozzle on doubles and triples they do the sprinkler the runner on second base will do the sprinkler <laughs> thing and the dugout will spit out water and then for home runs the dong bong aka the home run funnel they pour water in what is essentially a beer bong in yeah. the dugout and it's just it's perfection it's beautiful. i i love it it is beautiful and that's number two they went the liquid route on everything yes they did all right it's a story. It's it a story with great okay. dugout inclusions. You're telling a story. You're turning on the water. You're turning on the sprinkler. It's a full-on funnel. It's a story around the bases. Okay. It's art. It's poetry in motion. Right. I'm into it. Great. You ready for number one? Yeah. The Angels Samurai Helmet. Th- this is so great for, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. One, Shohei brought the Samurai Helmet to the Angels just more and more so just bridging that gap of baseball in Japan and baseball in America. And, and this, this samurai helmet is, is real. Yeah. It's made in Japan. It was manufactured by Murataki, an armor workshop in Kagoshima, and it has a cost of 330,000 yen, meaning in English, not in English, in U.S. dollars, it's $2,500. It's real. Yeah. And you better not drop it. And they're not. And they're hitting lots of homers. So for many reasons, this just tells a great story of it felt like before Shohei, the gap between the NPB and the and the ML and Major League Baseball was large. Mm -hmm. But now it feels like more and more so that gap is being bridged by Shohei doing stuff like this and not just this obviously his play on the field and coming from the MPB but being able to come over and let people realize I think like we've we've known about big names coming over from Japan right in in Ichiro and Hideki Matsui and some some great names but it feels like Shohei is helping bridge that gap and now we're learning more because of Shohei about names that we need to know about that are coming over Murakami, Roki Sasaki, Yamamoto and he's doing things like this bringing part of that culture into Major League Baseball and I just think it's I think it's really cool and the Angels samurai helmet that they put on when they hit up when the Angels hit a home run is my number one celebration I mean it just looks so cool yeah so cool we should manifest like I want to. I want to see that in real life and maybe try it on. Yeah, 
It's expensive. I don't know yeah. if they'll let anybody do it. All right. All right. That does it. Top three. Pirate sword, Orioles, Dong Pong, <laughs> Angels, Samurai Helmet. Uh, which means, Alex, we are moving on to a new favorite segment mm-hmm. of mine, which is things that make you go, hmm. hmm. So things throughout the week that maybe good, maybe bad, maybe just a head scratcher. They're all kind of head scratchers. But things that have happened that just leave me thinking, what? That's all I got. Yeah. Things that make me go what? Yeah. So here we go. Things that make you go. Hmm. <sighs> Our first one here. Bryce Harper preparing to play first base. Yeah. You know, the first thing I saw here was pictures. I didn't even know. I, yeah. I saw pictures of him playing first base down in Florida in, in Clearwater where their spring training facility is and thought, whoa. Yeah. Or maybe I thought, hmm. hmm. And then it came out, Bryce Harper is preparing to play first base for the Phillies in 2023. And then you start thinking, well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. But an important thing to know here is this isn't going to speed up his process to get back in the Phillies lineup. It's not going to speed up his designated hitter process. That will be the first thing that happened. But what it could do is speed up his process to get back out on the field. Because in right field, you have the longest throws of anybody on the field, right? That's why you put the strongest arm in the outfield in right field. Because there is no longer throw than from right field to third base. Nobody else has to make that throw. From left field to third base is shorter. Left field to home is the same distance as right field to home. That throw from right to third. So that's why you typically put the strongest arm out there. He's recovering from an arm injury. We haven't seen Bryce Harper play the outfield in a year. Yeah. Right? So having him and being able to put him at potentially first base where you don't really have to make many throws. And if you do, it's to second base, Yeah, which they may even say like, hey, like just go to first catch, just catch it, flip yeah. it or run to first base. But it will allow him to get back on the field faster, allegedly. So we'll see. But I saw the pictures and had to go. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Has he ever played in the infield? Uh, well, he was a catcher. That, okay. that was Oh, then this makes sense. Then yeah. he's going to be just fine. When he was like yeah. the biggest baseball prospect of all time, yeah. he was a catcher. So oh, then coming yeah. out of out of high oh, school then this and is college. Easy. I see this as being like a pretty yeah. seamless transition for yeah. him. Yeah. So that's okay. that's first up for me. All right. Our second, things that make you go. Hmm. Louisa Rise hits the first cycle in Marlins history. Yeah, so I, I guess this is less about Luis Arise hitting for the cycle because he absolutely rakes him on the AL batting title last year, though the home run is definitely like, hmm, yeah. Luis Arise hit a home run. He doesn't hit many of those. Also, fun fact, to complete the cycle, he had to hit a home run. And well, that wasn't the last leg of it, but he had yeah. to hit a cycle he had to hit a home run, obviously, for the cycle. His home run was to the opposite field. His first home run to the opposite field in his career was the one that allowed him to complete the cycle also this was the first cycle in marlin's history what yeah that's crazy how is this possible yes the marlins are one of the newer teams but 1991 since i've been alive the marlins have been a major league baseball team look at some of the names this team has had that are not like necessarily big power hitters or just some names that come to mind to me. Hanley Ramirez, prime Hanley Ramirez, fast, power, 
Um, Miguel Cabrera, young yeah. Miguel Cabrera, power was faster than he is now, certainly. Uh, Christian Yelich, how has this never happened in Marlins history that nobody has hit for the cycle until now? Finally, it has happened. And when it happened, yes, cool. I love guys hitting for the cycle. But when I heard it was the first, it definitely left me thinking, hmm. Yeah. And they honored him in the in the clubhouse after. They had shots waiting for the whole team. They presented love him that. with a ball and I don't know if it was a lineup card or something. Probably but yeah. Card. They were all there you go. All all it's said he was picture. savoring every bit of this moment and it was it was just cool to see, you know? There it is. Yeah. Lineup card and a ball. And That's a ball. great. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. Big a lot. moment. They shared the fact that it was the first in franchise history with the whole yeah. team in the clubhouse. So it's a special moment. Love that. Yeah. Power hitter Luis Rise getting it done. Yeah. All right. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $20 on the Steel MS-162 or MS-170 Chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Moving on to our next. Mm -hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Blake Snell versus the Pitchcom. <laughs> this was funny. So, I... I was watching this game yeah. the other night with Blake Snell. Snell. Sorry, Blake. <laughs> Blake Snell pitching against the Mets. And it wasn't a great outing, I wouldn't say. And he came out. And just very quickly, the broadcast showed him holding up the pitch com mm -hmm. and mouthing to the camera, this is – it's terrible. terrible. He just said terrible yeah. showing the pitch com. Now – I, with what I do on, on Twitter and social media, is basically like when a team or somebody puts out a video clip of a big highlight, yeah. I'll quickly grab it and post it. Yeah. But with this, I was watching the game live and saw this, and nobody was posting this. It's like it wasn't a thing or a thought. So I thought, well, I need to put on my editing cap. I went upstairs onto my computer, went, got the video, recorded it, like did a whole thing, yeah. edited it down, clipped it, posted it on Twitter. And that's how this big clip ended up on Twitter was me like putting on that. Good for you. Yeah. So basically, Blake Snell against Pitchcom. He doesn't love Pitchcom, but but I have thoughts. Blake Snell has a 692 ERA on the year. Ooh. Let me first, let me okay. back up. I love Blake Snell. I like Blake Snell a lot. I've talked to Blake Snell where I, he, I, let me just say I like Blake. Yeah. But it's not the pitch comms fault. No. 6.92 ERA on the year, 10 walks and 13 innings. And I don't think that's – now what I have heard happened or is happening is sometimes he pushes the wrong buttons, right? But the bigger problem is command and yeah. fastball command. And Pitchcom isn't making that happen. And fun fact, I know there's new rules and you got to pitch faster this year, but nobody's forcing you to use it, right? You could just tell the ca the catcher, like last year we saw, mostly catchers using it. 
I know he was frustrated. I know he's not pitching well, but it's really not Pitchcom's fault. And to see no. him come out of the game and walk down into the clubhouse holding the Pitchcom in his hand, looking at the camera saying, terrible, great. You might not like it, but it's not the reason that your year hasn't started off great. No, it's a poor excuse. And that's what it is. It's an excuse for you giving up a home run and not pitching well. Every pitcher is doing and under the same rules that you are. You got to take some responsibility. Practice with it. More I was literally going to say, like, practice with it. Yeah, just like, just practice. Have it in your bullpen with you. Just something like just get used to it because it's not going away. It's not. And I hope. Well, one, I guess I hope Blake figures out the pitch comp thing. Yeah. But I, Blake Snell throws almost a hundred with nasty stuff, and we saw him in the second half last year. It feels like to start years lately, Blake. It like takes him a while. I want to see Blake Snell figure out Pitchcom one and yeah. be dominant Blake Snell that I know is in there. He's won a Cy Young Award. He has the stuff. Let's let's figure that stuff out. I'm with you. All right, let's move on to our next things that make you go. Hmm. The LA Angels double A team threw a no hitter, but then lost the game. Yeah. That might leave you thinking in hmm. the car listening right now on your How? morning drive into work. Hmm? Well, I'm wearing the I'm wearing their shirt. The trash pandas. The trash pandas. This is the team that did it. Um, yeah. So they threw a no hitter and lost. Now when you hear that, you think they lost one nothing. Wow. No, no. <laughs> the trash pandas lost while throwing a no hitter seven to five. How? They gave up seven runs and lost. How is the correct question. Oh. How did that happen? Well, the Trash Pandas were up 3-0 in the seventh inning against the Chattanooga Lookouts. And then the following happened. They went walk, walk, pop out. Okay. So out number one. Walk, strikeout. So there's two outs. Okay. Bases loaded, two outs. They went walk. Score became three to one. Error by center fielder Jeremiah Jackson with three runs scoring. You're now down four to three. Oof. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Oh my gosh. Three hit batters in a row. So wild. Followed by a walk. It was now six to three. Oh. A wild pitch followed by the runner on third scoring. It was now seven to three. Followed by another hit by pitch. Followed finally by a strikeout. Oh my god! Seven runs, not a single hit given up. I mean, that's impressive to do. Like that yeah. is hard to do. Yeah. Wow. A lot transpired. <laughs> the craziness ensued, and they lost seven to five. Like <laughs> without giving up a hit. Remarkable. Yeah. That is one of the more remarkable box scores you will ever see in the baseball world. Oh, okay, moving on to mm. our next. Things that make you go, hmm. Mets fans thinking the sky is falling. Yeah, they. this is wild. I'm watching more Mets baseball this year. Yeah, it's a, obviously. your family team now. Yeah, so I've really immersed myself into like, you know, like Mets Twitter. Yeah. And I must say, it is a scary place. <laughs> Mets Twitter is a scary place. The Mets are above 500, right? That's good. A couple right weeks now. into the year, they're above 500. But you look online, you hear people talk, 
and you'd think the world is ending and it's just like fold the season cancel it send them home awful what? there's some injuries involved here justin not pitching yet which hopefully soon jose quintana got hurt edwin diaz which by the way edwin diaz justin's gonna be back jose quintana gonna be back edwin diaz don't know if you saw this yeah said the other day he's hoping that he can come back before the year ends he's ahead of schedule he's doing well and he wants to get back by the end of the year and potentially playoffs and then offensively you had guys that hadn't been rolling yet with Lindor and Alonzo wasn't going yet but your superstars hadn't started hitting and now we're starting to see that so now the Mets are above 500 but I just online it's like it's very negative yeah. and it's probably it is because of everything over the last what decade yes. plus the Mets metting the Mets metting has yeah. become a thing and they probably take great offense to that and then eventually have just bought into it like well we're doomed yep. we're doomed a fly ball is dropped we're doomed a player goes down doomed cancel it season <laughs> over but from the outside it's like wait a second let's step back here yeah you have multiple times Cy Young winner pitching right now at the top of the rotation who was very good his last outing you have another multiple Cy Young winner and an MVP winner coming back soon. He's seemingly he's going to be good. You have Kodai Senga, who is really good. Mm -hmm. You have guys in the bullpen that are performing well. You have Lindor, Pete Alonso leading baseball in home runs. So many, so many positives yeah. to look at. And yeah. it just feels like there is like a section of the negative of the of the Mets fan base that just looks at the negative and it is wild to see and to hear transpire Mets fans you're fine the team is very talented and very good and you have an owner that will make sure things are done correctly at the trade deadline and remember game 13 yeah of 162 two weeks worth of games we're okay yeah all right our very last things they make you go hmm Bobby Witt Jr.'s foul ball was caught by Bobby Witt Sr. This is, this is just crazy. Like, it's cool. What are, what are the odds here? Bobby Witt Sr. himself, good baseball player. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., friend of the podcast, talked a lot about his dad and what it means to him in his career to be able to, to play baseball after growing up, watching his dad play and have a good career himself. Now Bobby Witt hitting a foul ball. Not like one of those foul balls that just quickly bloops back where you'd expect like people yeah. to be sitting. No, this was like a legitimate foul ball that just happened to find the lap of his dad. So cool. Like deep down the right field line. It was very random. I loved it. Uh, definitely was a, a cool moment to see. That was a happy things that make you go. Hmm. It was a happy. Yeah. Thing. Sometimes yeah. there's not happy ones. Sometimes there's legitimate <laughs> just, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, so that those was are good. those are all of them. I had a few. That was good. Now we're gonna get into the top three series to watch this weekend because we've got some good matchups. There's a coming lot. Up. Um, first up for me, Cubs Dodgers. Yep. Cody Bellinger's return to Dodger Stadium in a different uniform. But it's not just that. This is a good. Yeah. This is a good matchup. The Cubs are playing well. The Cubs are playing fun, exciting baseball. The Dodgers are going to be a good team all year long. And now this Cubs team is going to L.A. on the road and going to really put it to the test how good this young, fun, new-look team is. I'm hoping and I'm curious 
is Cody going to get like a welcome back at Dodger Stadium? Are they going to do something for him? Yeah, oh, they'll have a they'll right? have a tribute in the scoreboard. They'll I do hope a, so. Oh, they will. Okay. Definitely. Okay, there will good. be a full video. He was beloved. Tribute. Like everybody loved him. I have a question. This is interesting to me. Okay. So, yes. You're right. Yeah. And I do I think Cody is cheered there, but it it begs the question because I don't know Dodgers. I I do know Dodgers fans. You're one of them. But yeah, like I. I feel like they're like you never know what Dodgers fans are going to do. You don't. Is there a world, and this might be a crazy question, is yeah. there a world he's booed? Now, before you answer, Kenley Jansen, the like uh, a Dodgers all-time leader in saves, he was great for them. He was booed when he went back. Mind-blowing to me. Is yeah, Cody booed? He, like, I don't know if fans loved him as much as you think they did. I think his house got, like, egged at one point after he blew what? a save. His realtor accidentally, like, made his address public in the South Bay. Well, if your realtor house, accidentally does that, then it's not your realtor It's anymore. bad. I, oh, yeah. No, gone. He had, I think he moved. Like, I, I remember hearing this story within, like, the South Bay world. I was like, ooh, yeah. So, it's a little different when you can like blow a game, and if it's a big game and you yeah, got money bet on that yeah. game, it's it's a different relationship, love hate relationship. Um, I don't think Cody Bellinger gets booed. I mean, maybe like one tenth of fans might be like sad or mad or just drunk and angry, but I hope he's celebrated and I hope he gets a tribute. That's I why hope I, asked. So. I I wholeheartedly yeah. think he will be. There will be a video tribute. There will be tears in the stands. I hope so. There will be a his first at bat coming. He'll there standing will be a standing o. o. He'll take off his helmet. I can tell you. I can write it okay. out right now. Yeah, I'm be. ready. Video tribute. First at bat. He'll come up, tip the cap, standing okay. ovation. I it's hope gonna so. be great. Yeah. I I do hope so because Cody was a very big part in this Dodgers organization becoming what it has, which is a juggernaut. Yeah. And has he been great over the last couple of years? No. No, he hasn't. But he should be celebrated yep. for what he has meant to the organization as a whole. And Agreed. I would – there's not a world – he will he be. be. It's a 100% chance. 99%. Yeah. 99.9% chance okay. Cody Bellinger is celebrated and everybody is happy. Cool. I'm with you. Yep. So that's the first series, Cubs at Dodgers. The next series, number two to keep an eye on, Brewers and the Padres. Mm. Why this one? Well, both of these teams are very talented yep. and playing good baseball. The Brew Crew, one of the hotter teams in the the league. Wednesday, we had on Rowdy Telez, who talked about this entire lineup. And really, I asked him, like, it feels like over the last couple of years, we've seen the Brewers be good, yeah, but not elite and what can make this brewers team elite and he talked all about that and talked about these new guys and talked about the locker room culture so if you haven't yet listened to the rally to interview one he's hysterical i mean hysterical he is. i asked him, i love the setup he's like is this a setup i didn't i, I didn't think <laughs> is that. this a setup i, I was like the toughest, oh, the toughest pitcher he's had to face in his career <laughs> and he looks at me dead in the eyes and goes is this a setup? And I just said, no. For what? And he goes, well, your brother no hit my team in 2019, <laughs> which I totally forgot about. He was on that Brewer or the Blue Jays team in 2019 that Justin no hit. And then we talked about that for a while and some funny stories ensued and it was hysterical. So go check out that rowdy. It was Wednesday's episode, but 
obviously the star-studded Padres back at home you have all of these stars by the way we're a couple of days away he won't be for this series we're a couple of days away from Fernando Tatis returning oh my goodness yeah I completely forgot April 20th yeah he's coming back week so this team is going to continue to get better but this series full of star power full of young exciting players on the Brewers and superstars for the Padres so I like this series a lot yeah Number one series. Yep. We know who it is. That's right. My number one series is the juggernaut Tampa Bay Rays against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Rays are elite. There's no way around it, Alex. They're elite. And the Blue Jays, as you know, I picked them to win the AL East. Well, they got to be the team to figure out how to beat the Rays. Yeah. Are they going to be the first team to win a series against the Rays? They're red hot. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, They're I don't so know. locked in. But the, Ra- the Jays are playing good baseball. They have a very good – this is the best team by far that, they've played that the so Rays far. will have played so yeah. far. So this is a good test for – yeah, we know the Rays are good. How good are they? Right? And this is going to be a good test. So – I'm pumped up for this series. The crowd is going to be rocking in Toronto. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's my number one series. So Cubs, Dodgers, Brewers, Padres, Rays, Jays. Yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. Now, before we wrap things up, we're going to do some Twitter questions again. Great. We got got some more Twitter questions. You ready? I love love some Twitter questions. All right. Yeah, bring them on. Our first one from Yotaro said with all the rule changes implemented and working pretty well what will you say is the next rule change that they should implement i want them to allow teams to challenge ball strikes similar to how they challenge plays that is something that i have been wanting for i think last year i started saying this so i am going to agree with you I think baseball is heading in a direction of an automated strike zone. We've seen that in the minors. We've seen it in the Arizona Fall League. I actually don't want that. But we need to fix the egregious calls being missed uh, in, in vital parts of the game, right? Bottom of the eighth, bases loaded, home team down a run, full count, and a ball three inches inside or six inches inside off the plate is called a strike well well no it's not there's a plate there that tells you what the strike zone is and sometimes the human element comes into play with baseball and that's okay but we need a challenge system that's what needs to happen not where you can challenge every single ball strike from throughout the game but where the team gets a a challenge where you can say nope and similar to tennis so don't think oh great this will just drag on No, similar to tennis, where they have that Hawkeye system where the tennis player can hit a ball, it's called out, they raise their hand, they put up a finger, and within 15 seconds, the Hawkeye system is doing that whole animation where you see the ball come in, oh, it actually clipped the line, that's in. So for baseball, oh, that actually clipped the strike zone, that's a strike, we missed that. Or, you're right, that was out of the strike zone, we missed that. Um, you're absolutely correct. And you may, you get your one challenge back, but if you miss it, you're done. So use it on something that has some substance, right? Yeah. Use it at a key point in the game. I agree. I would like to see that. Yeah. Whatever it is, it has to be quick. Yeah. You gotta be quick. 
Yeah, that's the theme yeah. of baseball, right? But, I like it. But the the argument about that before was, oh, great, another challenge. Baseball is just going to drag out. No. Well, baseball's flying these days. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun to watch. So, I love it. Uh, Yataro, thank you for the question, and I agree with you. All right. Our next fan question comes from Aaron. What is your catch of the year so far? I got mine. I have I have two okay. that come to mind. One, I have a feeling this is going to be yours. Okay. One is Hunter Renfro. Yep, that's mine. But it's not catch of the year because of like how great it was. It was no. just like an insane. Like what? An insane catch. No look. Yeah. Running but backwards. it's like it wasn't an accident, but it's like kind of accident. You know, it's just yeah. like I'm gonna throw my glove up and hope this goes <laughs> in. My other answer is Kevin Kiermeyer and the catch he made. And just the other night against the Tigers, dead center, new fence out there in Toronto in center field. So now it's possible to rob home runs. Kevin Kiermeyer goes back on a ball in dead center, times it perfectly. He's the best at doing this. Times it perfectly, jumps up, robs a would-be homer. Beautiful. Perfection. And oh, there yeah. you can see it here if you're watching. It was it was a masterpiece. And that's look at that. That's what Kevin Kiermeyer does out in center field. So as of right now. Uh, for me, that is that's the catch of the year. Okay. You you went you would have gone or you did. I did Renfro. go so far. I yeah. did. That's yeah. a good. That, I mean was that was great. insane. It was insane. Yeah. Okay. Final fan question. Okay. Comes from Big Dodgers. When Shohei Otani hangs up his cleats, what will his legacy in the context of Major League Baseball history be? That is quite the question. Yeah. And one that I don't even want to think about yet because. We've only been seeing him for a yeah. handful of years doing what he's doing now. But for the sake of your question, let's think about it. What will his legacy be? Well, as of as we sit right now, it's not fair to have the conversation of greatest baseball player of all time. That's not fair to have because greatest of conversations come about with tenure and longevity, and they yeah. did this time over time. But what we can say right now is if Shohei Otani were to hang up his cleats at the end of this year, he will have changed baseball forever. He will forever be, as to this point, the greatest talent that the game of baseball has ever seen. He has opened doors that were never open. The gap between the MPB and Major League Baseball closed. The, the love between America and Japanese baseball seems to have gotten more. He's allowing players, you know, now we hear about these players in Japan and it doesn't seem like this far-fetched dream of like, oh, those players over there are going to come over and be successful in Major League Baseball. No. The conversation, because of Shohei Otani, becomes, I want Yuntaka Murakami on my team. I want Roki Sasaki on my team. And Shohei has opened the door for those guys to come over and be successful a little more so than we've ever seen before. We have seen it. Yes, don't get me wrong. But these guys we know are going to be superstars. We believe they will be and can be because of Shohei. And we've gotten to see them on big stage like, like the World Baseball Classic. Shohei Otani's legacy will be he brought new eyes. Uh -huh. He brought new fans. And he forever changed the game of baseball for the better. And God forbid... He hangs up his cleats at the end of this year. For sake of this question, he will be somebody that I will forever um, be super appreciative of. He's changed, um, he's changed the game that I love. He's changed my life. 
Uh, he's allowed me to be the one person in the United States to do an hour-long sit-down interview with him. And he's brought new eyes to a game that and, and continued to grow the game and shooting it in a direction that I love. And that would be Shohei's legacy. And also made it possible for players to be two-way players, like legitimately. Yes. The blueprint yes. is there. And it's this there. is something Changing that the game when, I was, when I was talking to Shohei for searching for Shohei, it was something that became like, I, I, I want to pave the way for people. Yeah. And it, it has become a blueprint. Yeah. So, yes. Do I think it's possible that we see another one? I do. Because of because Shohei. Because of Shohei, the mm -hmm. blueprint is there. Do I think we see another one? Hmm? No. But maybe. Yeah. And that possibility is there because of Shohei. The legacy is already um, incredible. And that that's a great question. So, thank yeah. you for asking. That's Fantastic. the last one. Yeah. Great show. Great Friday show. Everyone, Alex, enjoy the weekend of baseball. Alex, in just a couple of hours, your yep. sister is getting married. Enjoy that. I'm excited to hear on Monday's episode. <laughs> if I was a flower girl? Was like, yeah. <laughs> I'll find out. Were you I don't know. Were a flower girl? Were you a ring bearer? Like, I'm what? like, I told you, I'm practicing. I was like, literally, like in the mirror yesterday, like. Yes, we'll, we'll need an update there. So thank you all for listening. This is not the last episode of the week. We are back tomorrow with John Smoltz. John Smoltz joins on Saturday to talk some baseball, to talk the new rules, um, and just to talk about baseball, which is always fun, and share some of his stories with Maddox and Glavin. It's great. And why he hated opening day which was a shock oh. but it's true okay <laughs> so check it out tomorrow that one drops and then we will be back monday for our normal week of baseball thank you all for listening to this friday episode make sure you download subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast hit that follow button apple spotify wherever we're also on all social media twitter instagram facebook tiktok and you can watch every episode on youtube as well at flipping bats pod for all of them Thank you all for listening. This has been a blast of an episode. And until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.